Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Talk. This is your host, Alan. I'm in the back of Munson and Brothers doing a Skype call. I've got a Shake It Like a Caveman here with me. Blake, how you doing? Great, man. How's it going today? Hey, it's good. I was uh, just to plug the festival real quick. I was out in the yard today uh, getting the porch ready and getting the yard ready and get everything bush hogged and mowed. And it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be beautiful weather uh, Friday and Saturday. I'm hoping everybody will turn out. Awesome, man. Looking forward to it. Yes, sir. So uh, Taylor uh, Hollinsworth connected us, and uh, you know, right when I, right when I heard the uh, the video uh, that he had sent over to me, I was like, "Yeah, I gotta have this guy come, man." Huge fan of the music. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Um, so, uh, how did uh, tell me a little bit about growing up? Where are you from? 
I was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then uh, I grew up in e the far eastern part of Tennessee in a place called Kingsport, Tennessee, in the Tri-Cities. And, um, like, pretty much, you know, 10 minutes from Virginia, <clears throat> all the states come together right there. So, uh, grew up there, and um, good place to be. Yeah, right on. Sure. Um, yeah, I've been through uh, Chattanooga a few times. Well, they got that, like Ruby Falls in that area. Is that right? One of the oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, what about uh, guitar and music? How did it get into your life? Um, well, I was lucky. I grew up in one of these neighborhoods where all the kids were riding bikes, playing football, and raising hell. And we had a um, neighborhood. So were always some kids that were um uh their older brothers had guitars and kind of more into the hippie kind of stuff and they were always playing some neil young tunes and crosby stills and uh tom petty bob dylan tunes and we were always around those guys and then uh, you know just piqued your interest and it's like oh man wow i want to do that uh -huh. so everybody bought acoustic guitars and we were all mowing lawns um to make money you know you get your shitty little weed eater and your lawnmower and ride push it around the neighborhood and that's how we made the money and went to the local music store everybody bought guitars and um just stuck with it that was you know when i was about 15 14 or 15 yeah. and actually i still play the same guitar i bought when i was a kid nice so, so that's pretty that's pretty sweet yeah um, what, uh, yeah, what so, kind what kind you get uh, I got a Mexican Stratocaster. I bought it. I bought. I think I got like a Mexican Strat and this little um, uh, Fender Champ, little mini tube amp. Probably for I don't know, like three hundred fifty bucks. I was stoked. It's like the most money I'd ever spent in my life. And, uh, so yeah, so uh, so yeah, I'm a Strat guy and um, still rock that thing. So, yeah, so I think it was growing up in the neighborhood and being – I was lucky to be surrounded by, you know, uh, had an influence from the older guys, you know, that were doing cool stuff. And, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's sort of where the music thing uh, got kicked off. And then, you know, as, uh, as time went on, um, you know, I went through school and then I, get, I started getting pretty serious about music, you know, and just started playing more and more and more and then – yeah, and then the next thing you know, you're living in a van and traveling all around. Yeah. So, uh, man, just about those Mexican strats. We had one. I was I I lived down in Mobile for uh, six years, and uh, there was this. Uh, it was just a church guitar, and uh, w our band would play music for the the youth group on Wednesday nights. And you know, one night we walk in the closet and we find this Mexican strat. And, uh, you know, they always say, you know, American, Mexican, and then what, Japanese? Yep. <clears throat> but uh, there was something about this Mexican Strat, dude. It, it would outplay those uh, American Strats, you know. I'd put it up against <laughs> any of them. And it, it, really awesome. didn't, it really didn't take it long uh, for it to get popular. Like, folks was wanting to come play it and all this and that. And then next thing you know, it just comes up missing. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I snagged it. Yeah. Oh like, man. Yeah. yeah those like, things... <clears throat> go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's wild how you 
I don't know how it works, but you just kind of get used to one thing or you get used to it and and that's what you that's what you go with and I just that you still play a you still play a strat? I got a uh telecaster right now. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh it's not even a fender though. Like I want to get me a, a I, this is a Schechter model. Sick. Yeah, yeah this thing's, uh, thing's yeah. bad. I always thought I got. I was gonna have to step up my hot licks before I got a telly. Mm -hmm. But uh, great, man. Yep. So that was that was sort of the, the genesis of it all. And you know, I know we've just been completely obsessed with music. I'm still, you know, I was at the Goodwill this week. I was out in Carolina this week and picked up. Uh, I was stopping to get CDs at the Goodwill or whatever. I still have a CD player in my van and mm -hmm. I've been listening to a Led Zeppelin record. I got presents. So I've been getting the lead out and it's that stuff. that's just forever, man. It's that feeling that you got. It's like that. And that don't go away. Absolutely. So. Not, <laughs> and it's, it's important to get the lead out. What is it? Uh, Jack White said, if anyone says they don't like uh, Led Zeppelin, I probably don't trust them. <laughs> yep you know uh, there, there, there's something about that you know it's always fun when you see those uh just posts floating around on social media and like i guess they're trying to be edgy it's like i think led zeppelin's overrated and i was like you have lost everything <laughs> you you have no rights to comment anymore <laughs> the end <laughs> yeah. locked yeah yeah that's just <laughs> yeah it's epic and it was just you know getting down getting down with the cd and like listening to the whole thing through you know um is is great you know so i'm you know whenever i'm more mobile i definitely want to sit down and listen to the whole record and but yeah so part of it is, was the sort of obsession with this rock and roll and rock and roll culture and mm -hmm. you know the classic rock stuff yeah and so like after you finished up high school, would you go on to pursue college or you just uh, would pursue music? What did that look like for you? I did, yeah. So I, we all, we're really close to Boone, North Carolina. So, and that back in those days, it was loaded with, that's where all the wild hippie folks were at. So, so we went over there and I, I went to school in, uh, outside of Boone for a little bit. And then I ended up moving to Asheville, North Carolina, and I studied um ecology and environmental science so i did that degree <clears throat> and uh great funny story about that i i was um uh, into the sort of sustainable development and building studying like you know building houses and solar stuff and yeah got into this program in california and we were out there and it was uh <laughs> after work you know it was like a like a trial thing I was out two weeks to check the program out and after work um we were playing guitar or hanging out and people were like why don't what are you doing why aren't you playing guitar you know it sort of resonated with me and i was like well yeah. you know i guess i should so it ended up i the money didn't come through for the school program so i ended up uh and that's that's about the time you know that i like really dug in um was starting to play going from just kind of playing to like really putting a lot of time into it um and it wasn't until years later a few years later until um um shake it like a caveman was born so yeah 
Yeah. What about that two year journey with that? Like, was it uh, just falling into your own style and like being able to sit down with the kick drums and the whole kid or like, what was that like? Yeah, well, it was initially just started out. My, I, I was doing some picking up work. I was just always traveled a lot and just done odd jobs and work. And I had a friend. We were working in a furniture store, and there was a drum set in the back of the store, and there was a bass in the store where they, some guys were jamming after work. And so I picked up the bass and started playing the drums and the bass at the same time. And I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's really cool." And uh, then I, I had a friend that worked at a music store and he was like turning me on to some like freaky one man bands. And I was like, wow, this is uh-huh. great. And then it just went from there. And then 15 years later, here we are. <laughs> or right more on. now. I don't know. <laughs> That's I, like I, I lost uh, count. <laughs> I haven't never really personally been in New York City, but I know it's a big thing up there for like, you know, the street musicians for them to have like the whole show one rope kind of thing to where, you know, it's a one man band. And so it's a big, it's definitely a big culture. I haven't personally seen those, uh, those types live. Uh, I'm thinking maybe first time I saw it was New Orleans or Memphis. You're just street performing like with folks doing that. And, you know, it always draws a crowd. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, it's getting to the point where, you know, over the years I've added, you know, you start adding, you start to kind of feel comfortable with things and then you start adding something else. And then, you know, during this big break um, that we had mm-hmm. the past couple of years, you know, I went from touring all the time to, you know, being in sort of in one location or was sort of in a region. And uh, it gave me a lot of time to dig in and like really um, add some new things. And, you know, so I'm excited about my setup now, you know, as it's evolved over, over the, over the time, you know, with just the hardware and I weld a little bit. So that allows you to make some crazy little gadgets and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, so yeah. Um, and it's just that uh, uh, constant. It's like you're chasing the snowball down the hill, and it's just like, oh god, oh god, keep going. <laughs> or yeah, you know, even with the live performances, it's like, you know, you're doing something, and and it's it's a little bit out of control, but then you can kind of rein it in, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't, and that's what the fun thing about the one man band is, you know, that uh. That's a great way to put it, man. I've got a uh, – well, you, you'll meet him uh, Friday. Uh, my buddy Dave Garrett, he's going to play with me. And it's, it's the first time that we've ever played live together. And, you know, we we had one practice for it. And uh, he's like, I, I don't want to practice again. I want to keep it on the edge of chaos. And it's like <laughs> we, we can either, you know, rain over it or just let it go, whatever we need to do at this point. Yeah. And I was like, that's a that's a that's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's always a it's when you're by yourself, it's a little bit, you know, that's one thing when you're with other people that can it can go like really can be really interesting, mm-hmm. you know, just musically just let it rip. It's it's uh it's cool. Yeah, there's you know, and then that brings up the other thing, you know, the other other points of like the whole, the whole creativity and like you know, uh, does does you know the spontaneity and you know what comes from just the atmosphere and the vibe and can bring out some really cool stuff. 
Yeah, so absolutely. I'm trying to find that balance between I play a lot, you know, I practice a lot and I'm trying to like bust through some new into some new territory. So I'm, I still embrace that sort of chaos factor, but, but, um, I'm still, still got putting my time in trying to, you know, learn some shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you said, uh, you know, it started out, you were kind of in one area and busted out. You were in a region. Uh, how did, uh, how did you get across the pond? How did Europe find out about you? Well, um, there was a band, I don't know if you know these guys, there was a band called the Black Diamond Heavies. And it was, they were based out of Chattanooga, uh, one of the guys from Louisville. Um, it was a duo, so it was the Rhodes keyboard and drums, and it was, it was hot as What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0. Tell, it was like the thing I'd ever seen. And those were the only dudes that were going. There was one other guy in Asheville. And so I just sent him an email. Um, this was in 2009 or eight, eight or nine. And I sent him an email and was like, Hey, you know, uh, how are you doing this? How are you going to Europe? And then he was super cool. He, he sent me, uh, uh, some contact information for some folks that were in France. And, um, the guy emailed me back. I was like, no way. <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, he said, you know, we got this, we have a festival. We got three shows for you. And I was like, okay, well, and it's sort of crazy to go to Europe for three shows, but I was like, you know what? Well, I'm, I want to do this, you know? And I guess I'd saved up a little money and was bought the ticket and went for it. Mm-hmm. And when I got out to be an amazing boss and like made lifelong friends and people that I still am in contact with today, you know? So it was, it was awesome. So it all started just with a with an email to um, so his name's Van Van Campbell. Um, yeah, and he's the he's a rad dude. And actually, um, John, the the keyboard Rhodes um, guy for the for the Black Diamond Heavies, is doing his own thing now called um, he calls it James Leg. So if you ever get to see that, he's badass. <laughs> I don't look into that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so so yeah, it just started with an email, and then you know it evolved into um, into uh, going, and then I started going up into 2019. I was going usually staying for uh, a month and a half or so in the summer, and then usually a month in you know from like November 15th to December 15th. Mm-hmm. So uh, Italy, Switzerland, France. Um, that's generally this, you know, Holland, Belgium, kind of in that, 
in that zone, but kind of basing it out of France and just made some killer friends going fishing while I'm over there. People say, That's you cool. want to go fishing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just, um, I like to get out and camp and swim and hike and hang and stuff. And so, you know, on off days and stuff, that's what makes it like super cool getting to do all that stuff. Yeah. Eating, eating good food. And I almost destroyed my first two visits because you don't know how to say no. <laughs> and then you're, you end up waking up at four in the morning and you're eating so much cheese that your body feels like it has cement running through your veins and <laughs> all these little things that you're like oh, okay well i should have said no to that but then anyway you live and learn and now it's it's just a, I'm, I'm stoked i'm hoping that um hoping to go back uh, in august this year so right on dude yeah because you know that's one thing i have a, a few friends who get to go over to europe usually about once or twice a year like what you're talking about you know for a month at a time and just to be able to over there to play and I, I guess it's the way it's always been, even back with like the Stones or whomever is like, if you're from the U.S., you'll be a bigger deal in Europe. And if you're from Europe, you'll be a bigger deal in the U.S., it seems like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like there's there's sort of like worlds, you know, there's like sort of genres that are are that seem to resonate. I know that in in at least with my experience in france and italy there have like uh 65 chevy chevys and you don't have old trucks and you don't have uh elvis and you don't have jack daniel you know the, all that stuff so those are the things that i find that that, that people are really really interested in and the fact mm -hmm. that like you know you know the, the sort of stuff that you don't get there right seems to be appealing you know and and the genre of music that i'm playing you know there's definitely when you go you can see um uh the different different uh some differences and the, the level of hospitality is awesome so it's 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 cool and the kind of music i'm playing is you know sort of party dance music so i guess i got lucky and you know, generally in the U.S. and in Europe, people kind of usually it. well, they just sort of you know, people are just like sort of party, yeah, <laughs> you know, just sort of like have fun with it, and that's that's another thing. throw in on the record. But you know, if you see it, you're like, oh wow, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you get the visual element, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, what about just, like, most memorable moments? I mean, you m mentioned, like, going fishing or, you know, just some of the first takeaways of having to learn how to say no. What are some of your uh, favorite experiences you've had, whether in the U.S. Oh. or over there? Oh, oh, man. Shoot. Yeah. Big open well, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess overall, like, the, some of the coolest things that have happened are are – um, you, you know, this, this thing with music and art, how it sort of breaks down, like any sort of, it allows you to go to worlds that, that I wouldn't be able to see otherwise, you know, and access to things and meet people and form relationships that you wouldn't be able to have, you know, if I didn't put half the music, then, you know, I wouldn't, it would be more difficult. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, 
getting to go do stuff in the south of France or like watching the Tour de France drive by or being on somebody's boat or, you know, just a number of different things that you, you got, you get access to that. You're just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, and it, you know, it's, uh, any, any time that you, um, you know, always the, the food is out of control there. You know, the food's so good and, um, being in places where you, you know, there's other folks that are playing or you're, you're able to see some cool shows. That's also, that's also great, you know, yeah. or, or, um, um, yeah, I don't know. Things that are related to nature are usually pretty awesome. Getting to go hiking and, uh, going to somebody's secret little, you know, going see caves or swim and crazy ass places. And yeah, all of it. Right on. Well, dude, uh, just to walk it up today, now that uh, everything is opening back up and traveling and playing out is becoming more of the norm, is uh, what about you mentioned uh, possibly going back over there in August? What about uh, what are some shows you got coming up? What uh, what part of uh, the U.S. are you going to be in? Well, right. So for now, I'm just doing some regional stuff. I am. Uh I'll be coming out to uh, I'm in Chattanooga tomorrow night, and then I'll be at your place on Friday, and I'm super stoked about that. Um, got some shows just kind of in East Tennessee and Western North Carolina, and um, as the calendar unfolds, I'll have you know have some more stuff, more stuff popping up. Right on. And just for those listening, is there a is band camp or have you got any uh, places where people can go? Like, I know we can catch you on YouTube. Is, uh, is there any uh, CDs or records that you have uh, made? Yeah, definitely. So I actually, I have a website. It's just shakeitlikeacaveman.com. That's probably going to be the most uh, comprehensive spot. And then it'll have, it'll have all the links to everything else you can find. Um, I am, uh, so yeah, four or five records and, um, actually we released a couple of them on a French record label called Beast Records. And then the past two that I've done, I'm just been sort of, uh, busting them out on my own recording with the guys out in Water Valley at Dialback. Oh yeah. Taylor, uh, Hollingsworth was just out there recently yeah awesome dudes so this this last project that i did i did some of the tracking out there um with bronson and, and uh, they, they, they got it going on out there if you want to make a rock and roll record that's the place to do it yeah um, and uh it's been a big thing they're they're uh they're doing mostly analog is that right they're not doing a lot of digital recording yeah yeah kind of doing both he's got some sweet tape machines in there and um uh yeah i just think the the vibe of that studio is awesome and there's been some great stuff cut in there and uh you know got some great equipment um i'm sitting on a record right now I, i've been you know and since 2019 i've been trying to evolve a little bit branch out and do some stuff so i've been trying to trying to get my chops up playing some piano and some keys so i've i've written a keyboard kind of a synthy record uh-huh. and um it's uh been chipping away at that so hopefully that'll be the next little thing that'll pop out but but you know what man i'd love to get down there and do something with bronson and matt Patton and get a little rock and roll vibe going on 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably what's going to be next. Is uh, I've got to get this 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 synth record I've got coming out. It's called Uthant Island, and then <laughs> uh, been writing some been writing some rock tunes, um, and it'll be it'll be time for that soon. So. I guess people don't, you know, it's a big deal to, uh, to, uh, from start to finish the whole recording process. So I'm trying to be more, uh, you gotta have good time management, I guess. <laughs> Crank yeah. that out, you know. <laughs> right on. Well, dude, uh, let's see. I got two more questions for you and then, uh, we, uh, we'll part is, um, just ways for people to connect with you on social media if they want to keep up with you. Is the best place going to be that website, or are you more active on like an Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, probably the Instagram and the Facebook. Uh, my name is Blake Burris. On the you know you can reach out on the Facebook on that's the personal page, and then Shake It Like a Caveman, and then on Instagram it's just Shake It Like a Caveman. Those are probably the ones that I'm uh, the most active with. Right on. And then last question is, uh, what was your favorite part of this interview? Favorite part of the interview? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think you're, you're, uh, uh, I really love your, you have a nice Southern accent. It's different than mine. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. I heard it you, reminds I heard, me of, I heard you say roof and I was like, he's not from Alabama. No, I'm, we're, we're from Appalachia. So we have a little bit of a different, a little yeah. bit of a different thing going on, but it reminds me of all my cool homies that I'm super excited to see this weekend. I'm stoked to see Taylor and pumped to meet you guys. And um, yeah, I, I like to uh, I like your story about the uh, story about the Strat. It's always nice. You look back and you're all of a sudden back in the eighth grade with the Eric Clapton poster and the Strat, and it still lives on, you know. Yes, and I'm sure that Mexican Strat is living on somewhere. <laughs> yeah, probably. His is probably an American Strat, but yeah. But uh, <laughs> the cigarette burning forever in the in the headstock. <laughs> That's just it. Well, hey, Blake, uh, I won't hold you up anymore. Thank you so much, man. Stoked, dude. Hey, man, looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be rad. Right on, man. All right. Talk to you. Running on time on the highway, running on time on the night. Looks like things going my way. This time, get it right, get it right. Black dog hanging in the backyard, fireworks in my hand. Good looking mama dancing, firing up the band. Wheels are burning, leather to my leg Lying on window dancing, diamonds in my head Running on time on the highway, running on time on the night Looks like been going my way, this time get it right, get it right We did it right 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.